the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for New Hope Radio on AM 1100 KFAX. This program is the radio ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward, a place of healing and restoration. Now here's today's message of hope. Get your Bibles and lift them up high. Just lift up your Bibles as we get ready to dive into the Word of God and and say this with me. Say, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. We're going to continue with something the Lord gave me, surviving the times. And we've been talking about it every time I I get up. We've heard some great messages by Pastor Randy and and Pastor David Sylvie and by my wife, Pastor Vanessa. And I've been stuck in this surviving the times. And, And I just, I really want us to really understand that God is calling us right now to be the church, to be the survivors, to be the ones that are showing the world that God is able to do what? Exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even imagine. That God is, listen, this is what he wants, is to, for us to know and for us to reflect and be the, the example that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even imagine. Look at Jeremiah 29 and 11. Let's just deal with this one verse on today. And I really want us to dig into it and really understand it a little bit better today as we, again, are in the midst of surviving the times, the times that Paul wrote about in in Timothy, where he was like, hey, peerless times are going to come. There's going to be hard times. There's going to be this going on and that going on. But I'm calling for you to survive the times by trusting in the word of God. And this, look what Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you. God is speaking to his people. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. I'm declaring this. My word is true. I am not going to lie. I want you to stand on my word because it will not return to me void. I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Plans to give us hope and a future. Most of us are going through time without the understanding of God's plan. So we're wasting time. We're not progressing. We're not walking in the blessings of God. We're wasting times because we don't know his plan, his plan, which is going to prosper us, not harm us and give us a hope and a future. The reason why we are finding ourselves wasting time is because we're operating in our own intelligence, our own thoughts. And the Bible clearly says that our ways are not 
his ways and our thoughts are not his thoughts. I know my opinions are not his ways. It may seem right to me. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to us, but the end thereof is destruction and death. And and, and if I'm operating in my ways, then I'm wasting time. And I don't know about you. I'm tired of wasting time. I'm, I'm tired of always having to, all right, God, let me start all over and let me get it right this time. Okay, God, let me start all over and get it right this time. I'm tired of wasting time because I'm operating in my own intelligence, not realizing the plan, the true plan of God for my life. We talked about this, you know, last year where it says it's time to press into the relationship that we have with God. And some of us need to establish a relationship with God where he is truly in control. Not a relationship where we're telling him what we want, but a relationship where we're saying, God, what is your desire for my life? What is your plan for my life? I know you have a plan. You created me with a purpose and I'm to walk in that purpose. So what is that purpose? God, I don't want to go through life walking in my own desires. I want to walk according to your will for my life. I want to walk according to your plan for my life, because the scripture says this, it says this, in him, which means in our relationship with him, we live, move, and have our being. We have our existence because of our relationship in him. In you, God, I live. God, you don't need me to be you, but I need you to be me. I need your power to live. I need the relationship to be intact with you to live according to your desires of my life. I want to walk in that hope and I want to walk towards the future that you have for me. The definition of live is this for because we hear the scripture all the time in him. We live in him. We move and in him. We have our being the definition of live in the Greek is this to have true life that is active, blessed and powerful, which means a life that is full of authority. So so I can really look at my life and I'll say, okay, are these three things literally happening? Because if they're not, then I'm not really living. And this is how the enemy can trick us because he, he'll make us feel like we're living when we're existing. But if I can look at it according to God's word, to live means that I'm active, I'm blessed, and I'm walking in his authority. I'm walking in his authority. I'm walking in his authority. I'm walking according to his word. I'm not walking in defeat. I'm walking blessed. I'm walking blessed. I'm walking according to his word. To move means this in the Greek, to stir up, to cause, to go, to set in motion. So not only am I living, but I'm also in motion. I'm also walking according to God's plan. I'm moving according to his plan. I'm not doing what I want to do. I'm doing what God wants me to do. I'm acknowledging him. We're going to deal with that in just a a moment. I'm acknowledging him and I'm no longer doing what I want. I'm doing what God has already planned out for my life. 
To have my being is this. The third part of it is this. To, to the condition or character as to who I am in God. The condition or character as to who I am in God. Or to put it simply, my identity in him. Who am I according to God's plan? Who am I according to God's purpose? Not according to man, but according to God's purpose. Because to have my being means to literally walk in the identity of Christ. I'm not walking in an identity to be popular or I'm not walking in an identity to be famous. He's famous. I'm walking in the identity of Christ Jesus because there I have my being. So I live, move and have my being in Christ Jesus. I'm a child of God and all things, all things are wrapped up in him. Look at that. All things, all things and all things that I will become are wrapped up into him. So this, I live out of his sufficiency. I move out of his ability and I find myself in his identity. Let me say that again because I really want you to catch that. I live out of his sufficiency. That's the dependence, God. God, I need you. God, I need you. God, here I am. I need you. God, order my steps, order my steps, God, because I need you. I need to live out of your sufficiency. I need to move out of your ability. I recognize that you, God, are my shepherd. And if I literally submit to that, then I really won't want for anything. I won't want for anything because I'm moving out of your ability. And I find myself in his identity. One of the things that I love, I heard this worship leader say this, as we behold him, we become like him. I want to be a reflection of Jesus Christ. So I find myself in his ability. So let's look at the plan of God. This, I really want to get into this. Many of us live in cycles of regrets and defeat. We live in cycles. I mean, we bump our head, we back up and say, okay, God, I surrender it all to you. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves bumping our head again. Okay, God, let me back up. Uh, you know what? In you I live, move and have my being. Then things get good. And then we bump. Our, and then all of a sudden we find ourselves bumping our head again. Okay, God, let me back up. Uh, you know what? In you I live, move and have my being. Then things get good. And then we bump our head. Okay, God, let me back up again. And God, I'm sorry. And in you I live, move, and have my being. And the enemy would love nothing more for us to stay in this cycle of regret and defeat in relationships that God has delivered us from. Different person, same relationship. In things that God has brought us out of. Different years, same situations. And I don't know about you. I don't want to waste time anymore living in regret and defeat. I don't want to, I, 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 I don't want to be trying to fix something anymore. Let me try to fix this and make it work. No, I want to live in what is already fixed by God. I want to live victoriously. I'm tired of praying prayers of God, deliver me. And I want to pray prayers of God. Thank you, my God. I want to just bless your name, God. Oh, and it all starts with me knowing the plan and staying with the plan. 
reason why we live in regret and defeat is because we never consult God about his plan. And Pastor Rennie just said this. And when he was saying it, I was like, oh, God, God, thank you for the confirmation. First, I want to be like, he all in the message. But then I was like, thank you, God, for confirmation. Because if I know the plan, if I'm consulting God, then I know that I am living according to his path, his way. Scripture says this, in all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. God, I don't want to do anything without knowing and recognizing you in it. Because if you're not in it, I don't want to be in it. If you're not in it, I know some of you used to go to, you know, the clubs. And when we went to the clubs, we were looking for the DJ that we liked. And if it was the DJ that wasn't right, we would leave or we were looking for a certain kind of atmosphere. And if it wasn't right, we would leave. Nah, man, let's go somewhere else. This is it's whacked over here. Well, as children of God, we need to have that same kind of mindset. We need to if God's not there, I'm not supposed to be here. If God's not in it, why do I want to be in it? If God's not in it, why am I wasting my time trying to fix it up and remodel it so that it's blessed? Because God is the one that blesses. And if he's not there, why am I there? Why am I in it? All I'm doing is setting myself up for regret. And defeat. I'm wasting time. And all of a sudden, two, three years go by with me living in this regret and living in this defeat. And now I'm saying, okay, God, I'm ready. When I could have been further down the road by just doing what? Acknowledging him, knowing him and recognizing him so that he can make my path straight and smooth. And the definition of that is removing obstacles that block my way. It's going to be obstacles, but if I'm in him, if I'm living in him and moving in him, then he removes them. All right. Many of us live in those cycles of regret because we don't console God or we don't stay with the plan. We don't stay. Listen, our hand does not stay in his hand. One time I was coming out of, of Kaiser Hospital and I had David. He was like four years old and, and I had him by the hand and, and, uh, and I was walking with him and he thought I wanted to play. And so what he did was he just ran and this was Kaiser in San Francisco that was right off of Gary. And what he did was he let go of my hand and he began to run towards the street where the cars were. As his father, I stood there in shock. Just knowing, oh, my God, my son is getting ready to get hit by cars because he let go of my hand and he's running towards danger. And as a father, I thought I didn't know what to do. And thank God he stopped and turned around and started laughing. And I said, son, come back, come back here, son, come back here, son. I didn't want him to think I was playing with him. Come here, son, come back to safety. Come back to holding my hand. Come back because you don't know how close you are to danger. And he was laughing and everything. And he began to come back towards me. And then I took him by the hand and I held his hand a little tighter. He didn't realize how close he was to injury or death by letting go of my hand. How many of us? 
are not staying with the plan by not keeping our hand in God's hand. God, I got to keep my hand in your hand because, God, I want to stay in safety. Remember, the scripture says this in Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know the plans that I have for you and the plans are to prosper you and not to harm you. If you let go of my hand, then you'll find yourself in harm's way because the enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy you. But if you keep your hand in my hand, I am. I am your redeemer. I am your strength. I am your comforter. I am your way maker. I am your door opener. It just keep your hand in my hand. You're not going to always like where I'm taking you, but my plan is greater than your plan. Keep you from harm. Keep you prospering. Keep you from danger. Keep you from death. Keep you from injury. Keep you keep you I want to keep you keep your hand in my hand so either we never consult God or we don't stay with the plan or we forget the plan this week I was talking to Michelle in Hartford and we were on the prayer line and I said this I said you know I said there was a song that 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 we used to sing back in the day. I couldn't remember it until that evening and I told him and I sent it to him the next day and it said remind me oh Lord remind me of where you brought me from and where I could have been Remind me, God, of where I was when my hand wasn't in your hand and remind me, God, of where I am now with my hand in your hand. God, remind me, show me the danger. Keep it in front of me, the danger that was where where I was headed to or where I could have been. But God, thank you for your redeeming power that rescued me from my own self that rescued me from the plans of the enemy. I don't ever want to forget. I don't ever want to forget your plan. I never want to forget what you are saying to me. So I need to rehearse it every single day and never, ever find myself trusting in my own intelligence. Psalms 91 says this. It says this. If we dwell, excuse me, in the shelter of the Most High, that's talking about God, we will remain secure, secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty, whose power, you got to see this, whose power the enemy cannot defeat. I'm defeated if I'm operating in my own power. But I'm not defeated if I'm operating in God. I'm defeated if I'm finding my way outside of God or looking for a way outside of God. But I have victory if I stay in his plan. The plan that's to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me hope and to give me a future. In Jeremiah 29, we find that The people of God were in captivity. I want you to see this. This is, man, they were in captivity. And there was a prophet, Hananiah, who lied to them and said, God's getting ready to bring them out. God's getting ready to bring you out. And within two years, you're going to come out of this and you're going to just rejoice and be blessed. And God is going to just do, you know, miraculous things because he's bringing you out. But he was actually not telling the truth. 
He had to deal with the consequence of not telling the truth. He was prophesying in the name of Jesus or in the name of the Lord, but he was not prophesying truth. We see that going on even today, even today. We have to know God for ourselves. We have to have a relationship with God because there's so many words being spoken. God said this. God said that. God said this. God said that. But we have to know what God is saying to us and we have to know his plan for our lives. But here comes Jeremiah and Jeremiah says, listen, listen, this is what God's getting ready to do. God's not going to bring you out for you to feel blessed. God's going to bless you while you're in captivity. God's going to bless you while you're in the midst. You know, this week, and I I just want to praise God for Leslie. She got on our prayer line and she said this. She said, listen, with all this stuff going on in the pandemic, I'm getting job offers like crazy. I'm getting job offers like crazy. And and God is just blessing me. And she began to break down and cry because it's not like, oh, the pandemic is over. And now God can bless us. God said, listen, I can bless you in the midst of a pandemic. I'm bigger than the pandemic. I'm bigger than the trial. I'm bigger than the issue. I'm bigger than what's going on. I'm God all by myself. I don't have to bring you out to bless you. I can bring, listen, I can bless you in Egypt. Some of us look, well, when God going to do this and when God, he's already doing it. (laughs) He's Uh, Look how great he is. God is saying, let me step into the pandemic. Let me step into the situation and show myself strong and mighty. Let me show you. I want to let you know something. God loves you. I know we're hearing these words that God is punishing and God is this and God. God has not. Listen, God has not been caught off guard with where the world is today. Huh? God's not caught off guard. What God wants to do is is cause our light to shine even more. I believe that this moment is the greatest moment we can experience right now because God's ready to start a revival in the midst of this craziness. Souls are being one to the kingdom. God's doing miracles. Why? Because he says, I'm bigger than what's going on. I'm bigger. I'm bigger than the situation. I can come into a difficult situation like right now, cause my promise to flourish. My promise that I've spoken over your life to grow. The sun, S-O-N, is still shining. It may feel like the storms of life are raging like crazy, but the sun, the S-O-N, is still shining. He says, I'm ready to bless you, but are you ready to be blessed? I'm ready to heal you, but are you ready to be healed? I'm ready to, listen, to cause you to prosper right now, but do you have a thought that, well, prosperity to me looks like this, or are you going to trust me to prosper you right now? I get blessed to hear when they say, I bought a home in the midst of the pandemic. It's so many Blessings that are happening right now. God's not waiting to things get better. God says, I am the better. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. I step into anything and I change what's going on because I'm God. We're facing difficult situations. Yes. But we can take comfort in this. That God's promise to immediately rescue us from hardship 
or suffering is not what he's doing. What he's doing is this, that he's coming into our current situation and saying, I'm going to prosper you anyway. I'm going to prosper your business anyway. I'm going to prosper your family anyway. I'm going to prosper you in health anyway. I'm going to heal you anyway. Why? Because your hand is in my hand. Why? Because you know the plan that I have for you and you're living according to it. You're not fickle. You're not moved by what's happening all around you. You're trusting in my plan. You're keeping your hand in my hand and you know that I am able to do what? To do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine. To do what? To keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of my glory. To do what? To listen, to comfort you and cause my goodness and mercy to follow you. To do what? To be your light so that you don't have to fear. To be your strength so that you don't have to be afraid. To be what? To be your shield and buckler. I am able to do it. I am able to walk into the situation and prosper you. Trust me, God is saying, have total dependence in who I am. Have total dependence in the fact that I'm God all by myself and I can prosper you. Rather than living a life of regret and defeat, I live a life of victory in Christ Jesus. Father, thank you today for your word that tells us that we prosper in you. We're not defeated. We prosper in you. Because of you, we live, move, and have our being. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been New Hope Radio, a ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship. You're invited to worship with them at 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Services are held Sundays at 10 a.m. For other service times and more information, see New Hope Christian Fellowship online at nhcfonline.org. That's nhcfonline.org. Join us next week at this time for New Hope Radio here on AM 1100 KFAX. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.